G'day punters, welcome back to another huge edition of All In, joined by none other than Dean Watling from the Barrier Attendant and Lewis Willoughby from Sky Racing, kick off the show. Dino, how are you, mate? Good fellas, good to be back. Uh, it was an outstanding week of racing, Golden Slipper, All-Star Mile, plenty to dissect, so keen to rip in, boys. Louis, mate, good to have you back. Chooks are on fire, two from two, how are you? Yes, very happy now. That's a that's a big win. It was it wasn't you know proper clinical, but I think a more mental edge win than anything. Putting them to the sword, um, and it's always going to be a good week after we beat South. You know that, Gano. Look, did the wheels fall off a bit for our tips uh, after such a hot start to the Group One season last week? Yes, they probably did. Uh, but you know, even the best of champions have an off week, so expect uh, us all to bounce back this week. And speaking of the best of champions, uh, Animo got the job done after sitting, well, we could probably say conservatively two and a half wide after a great ride from J-Mac, but it's a perfect segue into ride of the week. Louis, what do you got for us, ride of the week? Yeah, I'm going to throw up a few here. I first want to mention Craig Newitt's ride uh, to win the Adelaide Cup going back to last Monday on a horse that was pretty unwanted by the market, led them up, set a cracking tempo, pushed along a long way from home, but just kept it going, and none of the rest of them could catch. So he is really, really in form at the moment, Craig Newitt. Um, I'd be, if you're pricing up markets and he's on your, on a horse, you'd be tidying it in a little bit because I think he, he's riding in very good form. I also want to mention uh, last night, Sunday night, in the Hong Kong Derby, Alexi Bedell to win. I can't remember the name of the horse, but I was in there working, watching that race. It was a big afternoon from Chartin. It was outsider in the market might have been 40s or something but alexi bedell a huge win there in the hong kong derby so he gets it and you mentioned animo before we started shooting uh j mac perfecting the art of sitting two and a half wide <laughs> it's very very impressive and i'll tell you what hats off to a bit of a side note to a uh, a new member of the gto team nick ashman who steered uh, the punters into the winner of the adelaide cup around 51 dollars early doors so up you go Nick Ashman. Dino, horse to follow, mate. I know you've done a lot of um, reviewing of, of the weekend's meeting. Uh, maybe give us a horse to follow, maybe a bit of a thought of the week as well, mate. Yeah, it was a, an outstanding week. It was probably tricky. A lot of these weeks we're having grand final uh, runs, so there's not too much to follow. I think if we're going to follow anything, it's the obvious out of um, the weekend at Rose Hill. I think Dubai Honour was phenomenal to the eye, and the sectionals and the data probably backed it up even more so. So, Put him in the black book. Um, there's one out of the midweeks too, a horse by the name of Goldman for the Waterhouse and Bot Stable, which we'll touch on in a second. It goes around potentially in a race this weekend, but um, he put up a massive figure, two big wins now, and he's beckoned for um, stakes grade, I think. And Louis, the horse you're thinking of, Voyager Bubble, at massive odds, yeah. around the 81 price to win the Hong Kong Derby. So my thoughts the weekend, boys. I think the slipper was great. Um, I think if you backed uh, Cylinder and King's Gambit, you've probably done the right thing in the form guide. And if you've found Shinzo, well done to you. But um, don't be too hard on yourself. If you didn't find the winner, those races can throw up a result. But um, it's going to be fascinating to see how Animo bounces out of that win back to 1,500 metres. He's probably helped by a slowish tempo, um, two and a half wide as well, and got to the key lane. So maybe do we have to bring back the win a touch? I'm not sure, but... Um, I'm sure the race of the Queen Elizabeth will be can outstanding. We, can we get a quick comment on international jockeys now coming over here for Group 1 races? Five <laughs> more. Bang, bang. Two on the day. I mean, I've been critical of it in the past. Me too. We all have, to be fair. So what did we make of that? Um, fantastic. Probably on the right horses, which probably, you know, you know is, is really important. Um, on this day, we got it wrong, and they got it right. But... Mm. 
maybe just hats off to William Haggis because, mm. like, well, let's be honest, he's absolutely pants us two weeks in a row. Mm. And the best bit is we're so stupid, we're sitting here going, that the stable say, oh, no, nah, needs it wet, needs it wet, needs it wet. Wouldn't have seen a dry track in its life than what it's seen, mm. that both these two horses have seen the last few weekends. And they've absolutely pants us, dominated, so well done. Let me give you the tip, they won't be starting 4 or $5 next time they roll around these horses. Mm. Um, but... Hey, it's all part of the game. The great game it continues to evolve. But, Dino, I know that you say that we couldn't have found Shinzo, but i tell you what, there was some huge speed map stats that just stood out, and we talked about it on last week's show, and hopefully some partners did pick up on it. But that finding the rail in run, if you weren't in the top six, that was a big one, and that's a horse something like you know Shinzo did produce. So hopefully we steered punters into something because that's about all we could have done because we didn't go that well. Righto, boys, let's go straight into the week ahead, and we're going to kick off at the Valley with the William Reed Stakes. Read off a couple of the nominations here. There's, there's 16 nominations, um, but a couple of the con- more confirmed runners with jockey booking, Mars Crusader, Jai McNeil, Paul Ely, Damien Oliver, Jigsaw, uh, Daniel Moore, King of Sparta, Jay Allen, A Case of You, Mark Zara, Bella Nipotina with Benny Mellon, September Run, Nash, Rawilla, Rockin' Horse, Jamie Mott, uh, Marabi, B. Allen, uh, Imperatriz, your $2.30 mm-hmm. favourite, Opie Bosson, there you go, and uh, Babylon Berlin, the horse I know much about, Blake Shin. Uh, Louis, why don't you kick us off with the William Reed Stakes? Yep, so September run won this last year. The key form lines probably in the last seven years have been the Newmarket and the Oakley Plate, if you're doing your historical ones and you want to look through those races to try and find the winner. Uh, to touch on the favourite Imperatriz, I was bullish on it in that group one in Sydney last time out. Uh, it sat outside the lead on a pretty okay tempo. It wasn't anything cracking and looked sure all over the winner and Artorias just bombed it and won. That form stuck up well. Artorias went very close to Animo, I think, kind of underplayed there, how close it really got on the weekend. A few strides and, you know, who knows? So it's flying. The horse form looks good. 1,300 back to 1,200 is my little, not knock, it's a group one winner over 1,200, but it's my query. I think its peak runs are 1,400 and 1,600, so I don't know what to do there. It does have a positive racing pattern, though. That's the positive. And to touch on Babylon Berlin, well, they've got a lot of form around each other. Normally what happens over there in New Zealand is that Babylon Berlin leads them up, and if Peritrus beats it almost every time. So if you like Babylon Berlin, you'd probably be willing to take Imperatrice over it. I'm going to tip Jigsaw here. Not entirely sure what price it is, but I think it's rock-hard fit. It's in huge form. It uh, won here in the Australia Stakes at Group 2 level at the track and distance. Did it beat anything in that race that would stack up in this? No, but it's flying. It's running time. It's had two jump outs since then. If you watch the latest, it missed the start by about 100 lengths, but Forget about that. I read an article. It was head. Its head was up in the stalls or some crazy story, and it actually still finished off really well. So that's fine. Um, I'm really happy to be with it at a price. I think it's a positive racing pattern, always up there on speed. Uh, yeah, I, I'm happy to be with Jigsaw here. A case of used the really interesting runner, ex-European uh, horse, first start for the new stable. Group one winner in Dubai. Form just kind of fell apart at the back end of last preparation. It's had the three jump outs leading in, not asked to do anything, all of them really strong through the line. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it running a race. But at the odds, whatever they are, when we find out, I think Jigsaw probably looks the bet, Dino. Yeah, it's a really good point. Since Gelder, this preparation, Jigsaw's become a great horse. Figures have been outstanding. It just gets underplayed in the market purely, I think, because people just have the opinion 
of his previous forms when he wasn't gelded. So I like that. Louis's got the on-pace pattern as well that suits the valley. I'm going to head the way of King of Sparta. I really loved his run in Oakley Plate. Back to the inside was really good. Uncommon James, us the four have come out of that race and so is Lofty Strike. And they've stacked up pretty well. Um, dry track suits him, the big query, and hopefully he draws well enough here. I think if he draws wide, you got to take your medicine. He's going to go back, and it's probably going to be a negative setup. But I think he's going really well. And Bella Nipotina's stats at the Valley and her peak performance she did um, last year at Mani- in the Manicato, I'm pretty sure it was, was phenomenal. She probably wants to sting out of touch, which, Louis, you mentioned pre-show, that probably not going to get any rain this week. But um, they're the two I'd be playing in the William Reed. It's fascinating with that import that you mentioned too, a case of you, Mark Zara wouldn't be taking the ride if uh, Michael Price, uh, Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. didn't have a big opinion. So really good race, Gano. Um, I'm heading the way of King of Sparta and Bella Nipotina. If it was a race you're going to fence it, this would be the one because fair income, there's just that many uh, good quality horses. This is a good horse race. Uh, I really can't wait to sit back and watch. Yeah, I, I've noticed that um, Benedetta is nominated. Uh, then you've got a horse that like uh, Passive Aggressive that's nominated, and you got a horse like in the Congo that's nominated that weren't sort of in the you know the the confirmed stages. So I just can't wait to see uh, what the final field looks like, and I could potentially back any of those three yeah. if, if they did turn up here. If those first two you mentioned go, Benedetta and, and Passive Aggressive, I'd be pretty happy to change my tip to one of those two. I think Benedetta is a machine as mm. he's passive aggressive. Um, I kind of did my form thinking that they won't go. Um, but if they are to go, yeah, especially, yeah, Benedetta. Wow. I, this horse, I hate to sound like a tool. This horse could be anything. This horse, you know what I mean? Like a terrible comment. <laughs> it but, could. Do you know what it I mean? Could. We it's don't know like, it's ceiling, Lou. We don't know it's ceiling, mate. Furious. <laughs> <laughs> no, horse, could so be anything. I hope they save it for Flemington, Louis, on Saturday and we see the matchup yeah. with what you need. I just just don't know if the Valley's uh, her go, but like you mentioned, yeah. she is a dead set group winner in the meeting. What you need. That's a serious horse mm. too. That was a huge win. Yep. I reckon Benedetta will give what you need, Winburn, but there you go. Wow. Mm. Be cool. Mm. Well, you know, I like making them. Right, <laughs> boys, the Australian Cup Group 1, weight for age over 2,000 metres at Cascadia on the seven-day backup gets Benny, Mellum, Fuetor, Gee, it loomed last start. It loomed and just went puff, gave nothing. He's a shocker, Damien Oliver, non-conformist, Geordie Charles, Smoking Romans, Emissary, Blake Shin, Regal Power for Jay Elite Jr. Geez, they need to start firing up. Uncle Bryn, Right You Are, Cam Vanessa, Luna Flair, Inspirational Girl, Steinem, just some of the runners that have uh, confirmed their intentions to go there. There are 32 nominations. Uh, Louis, kick us off with the Australian Cup. Yep, I'll be short and sharp here. As you guys know, and the viewers should start to know, that staying races, anything over 1,800 metres, is definitely not my forte. But uh, when I was looking at this race, historically, the Group 2 Peter Young Stakes is a great lead-in for this. Um, And so, therefore, I think Steinem was definitely mid-double figures, like around that $15 mark. Unsure if that's what it'll be when it pops back up, but... It won the Group 2, Peter Young, in a race that was really funnily run. Keats went a million miles an hour in front. I know its form hasn't really stacked up, went to the All-Star Mile and was well beaten like a horse like that in an All-Star Mile should be, to be fair. But uh, I love the way Steinem attacked the line. And if that's the form line that I want to follow into this race, I- I'm happy to be with it again. Love it. What do you got for us, Dino? 
Yeah, it's interesting. I think the one I want to be against, I probably don't have a strong opinion um, backing any horses in this, but I think Cascadian uh, was early favourite in the all-in markets, and I'm guessing off that run in the all-star mile probably will be um, in the mind of punters and will come up short. I just don't like him up to 2,000 metres on the quick back up there. I think he's the one I'm keen to be against. And if you're going to have a bet in the race, which I'm probably not, I think right you are is the one that keeps getting underrated by the market has a brilliant on-pace pattern and can do no wrong and stays in form. That's what you like to see. Most of them do mix their form. So um, probably going to be against Cascadian fellas, and that's probably my main play in the race. Yeah, love it, Dino. I, I'm with Louis. I think Steinem's a great better if you can get a $15 um, price when the markets do open up again. I think Steinem's a horse I'd be happy to back each way, but very, very hard race to get a handle on at this point in time. I think a horse like Arapaho that was really good in a Canberra Cup could bring a different form line too. It is nominated. Uh, whether it, we do see it go there, well, that's a different um, ball game. Yeah. We'll, we'll know. Nominate we'll for the... the tank nominate well. the, yeah, 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 exactly. Absolutely. Good segue, Dino, into the uh, the Tancred uh, stakes and we'll head to Rose Hill for that. The rail is out five metres from the 1,400 to the winning post for the remainder. Uh, Dino, how do you think a trap will play uh, based on that setup? You know, look, not to be too critical because the track managers have got a job to do, but there was clearly overwatering um, Saturday and the track, we didn't get the kind of track that you'd normally see. What were your thoughts, A, on how the track played last Saturday and B, what you you think we'll see this Yeah, well, on my ratings to win data, which you get, obviously, you get the rating that's on the Racing Australia, Racing New South Wales um, times and um, the rating they put up and the first couple of races rated around that um, soft five mark. So I think what we saw was the inside just got watered on a really hot week, really hot day. The last thing they wanted to do was to see the rail um, be really hot. All horses can't get to the rail. All horses can get off the rails. So I think that's the, the point they were coming to. I don't mind it as long as us punters know, which we didn't really know. So this weekend, I think we'll go back to... Um, It'll be tricky. There's rain expected Thursday, Friday. So I think we probably be, won't be on a good track. We're going to be on a soft five, soft six, soft seven setup. So I think um, on pace, you don't want to have momentum stop. So I think those key lanes will probably ten, potentially get off the fence and you sort of want to be on pace. I think that's how it's going to play, Gunnar. Outstanding. All right, kick off with the uh, Tankard Stakes. You've got Gold Trip here, Mark Zara, Book to Ride, Night's Order, Timmy Clark. Stockman, Sammy Clippenden, uh, Baron Samidi. I hope they pronounced that right. I'm sure Louis will know Cleveland. Very good. That's a pretty easy one, Cleveland, for the golf fans out there. Explosive, Jack, Jay Allen, King Frankel, uh, Arapaho, uh, Allegron, Zarek. Oh, my God. That, every time I hear that horse's name, it makes me want to lock myself in a cupboard. <laughs> Dino, what do you got for the uh, 2023 Group 1 Anchored Stakes? Yeah, I think this will shape to be a really good contest. Obviously, the rain will help a fair few here. Stockman, Gold Trip, we know, love the sting out of it. I think this is a much better setup for Gold Trip. Um, he was really, really good first up off that hot tempo. Is he going to get that here? Probably not, but he's going to get the wet track. So I think that suits. But at the same time, fellas, Gano mentioned off the top of the show, William Haggis has brought some horses out here and he's had six winners from 11 starters in Australia at average odds of $5. It's just phenomenal that they keep going out on the radar. Simply, they're better than our staying stock or our 2,000-meter-plus stock. So I'm happy enough to play both of the O'Brien horses. Um, Baron Samidi has the better credentials and the better um, ratings, but is a touch older and probably doesn't have as much upside as Cleveland. Um, so for that reason, I'm probably going to leave the way of Cleveland. Has a lot more upside. Uh, four-year-old, like that profile out here. 
distance, no issue at all. Um, but it'd be interesting which way the market goes. So if I'm betting in this race, I'd be happy enough to back both of the international horses here, Louis. Yep, I am pretty much with you, Dino. I like Monophilia. And if you're looking at the form lines for this tankard, um, well, a lot of them do come through the Ranvit. We had Avilius, uh, uh, not Juace, but Sir Dragon A back in 2021. So it's a good form line. Jabayana belted them. Monophilia was good running second. But can you take 350 about it? No, I don't think you can, especially as you mentioned, Dino, with the record of these UK and European stayers coming into these races and just absolutely toweling them up. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you there. In you could easily play both of those Baron Samedi and Cleveland and all of them at the price, and you know, hedge your staking, and if any of them win, you make a profit. Boys, yep. I've got a question for you. This is without notice, so apologies in advance. We see a lot of Australian trainers. We see Waller do it probably was, you know, the, one of the more original, um, the OGs of doing it, bringing out these Europeans. Um, obviously, Waterhouse Bot do a little bit. Annabelle Nation does it a bit. Mara and Eustace have done bits and pieces of it and, and a few along the way. When the European trainers bring these horses over and their form lines don't seem to be as good as the ones that the Aussies bring over, these horses fly. They go enormous. Take the last two weeks as an example. But then... We get them over here and put them into our system and they take three or four preps, fly again. Mm. Can someone explain to me why, what's doing there? (laughs) I think the the big point is they don't have to climatise when they come here for the one run. Sulcombs are probably a perfect example of those horses in the Melbourne Cup. They're they're not here for preparation or for a spell, anything like that. They're probably prepped up, uh, fit enough overseas and brought over, give them a trial, give them a... Um, you know what I mean, a run or something like that, and then they produce. And once they have the spell, a majority of them don't tend to come back. Solcom's perfect example. He hasn't come up this prep. El Bogadong, My Obron, all of those horses haven't come up this autumn off preps in Australia. So I think if you think about it like this, if we sent Nature Stripped over to the UK or to somewhere over there, do we reckon they would get the best out of him as Chris Wilde here? Probably not. And I think that's just the perfect example of um the difference. And probably Nature Strip going to Ascot and winning, that's the same as them coming over here and taking our prize money. So well, are they, are they dropping the ball and just not training them the right way? Oh, I think it's probably the way and the setup they train over there is probably a lot different to the tight turning city circuits that we have potentially. Um, I'm not that educated in the training setup, but I'm guessing, Louis, that would probably be something along those lines. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a good point. You can bring in very elegant to that. I mean, they took her over there for not just a run, but a whole prep that would try to lead towards an Arc de Triomphe. And they started from the base level and tried to work up and it didn't work. So I think there is something in that, Dino, when they come here for just a straight up, straight away win without trying to go, okay, let's make sure it runs well and hits the line this start and then keep that and maybe second, third, fourth up. I think when the intention is to come here and win straight away, they're primed up to the mark to the minute um, yep. compared to compared to other situations. It's fascinating. Yeah, and I think there's something in it for punters, and that's why I brought it up, because, you know, we're willing to now back William Haggis trained horses here first or second up, but we're not willing to back necessarily the Waller, Waterhouse, Nisham imports mm. first up purely, and that's yeah. something I'm going to take note of, right, because they all pretty much sit in the market at the same price. Yeah. Very, the very market good point. Market. But I, wonder, I wonder if there's something in that we with the prices too, Gunnar, you mentioned, you can probably tie in a few of those imports that come here and say, 
Maybe they're not as good as Sulcum, so therefore the market suggests Sulcum's a better bet in that race. But if you look at it, um, they're going to obviously be first up in Australia and, and come over here. So I think that's it's a fascinating and probably a very profitable good point for punters to learn out there. Love it. All right. Well, and on that, I'll take the two. I'll back Baron Samedia in Cleveland because, well, you'd be stupid not to. All the effort and all the hours going into doing the Aussie form, and then you just get dusted <laughs> by a thing that he thinks a complete donkey, and you get you get done by three lengths. Right. Let's go to the Vinery uh, Stud Stakes, and I've got a market here, Jen. So we've got one to finish off round out the day. Prowess two dollars eighty. Provitra three fifty. Zugotcha six dollars. Polygon eight dollars. Fireburn eleven. So dazzling eleven. Paul Dyer, 15. Now, for those of you who don't know, Prowess was very, very impressive in New Zealand. I think three wide uh, for the majority of the trip last start and was just so good late. Sort of ran off the track a little bit. There was a little bit of something. Louis probably was on shift. We would have seen it. But it was a very, very impressive win. Very gutsy. Provitra won at Kemble at Grange. was just a phenomenal win. I was on Call Dyer and the market came for Call Dyer. And I was pretty much at the, the, um, at the queue to collect before they jumped. And... Provincia made Cold Eye look fifth rate. Like it was just dominant. So very, very interesting race. The top two in the market look to have the race at their mercy. I think Zugotcha is that win was was probably half a run short, but I'm willing to be against here again. Dino, really interested in your opinion on the binary. Yeah, really good race. I think you can probably say that Pervitra has the wood over cool down die now. They obviously met at Kembla Grange. Pervitra was outstanding there. Um, really, really nice. And I love these stays that you can often get a guide of how they've come back off their trials. And Pervitra trialled up sensationally well. Chad Schofield in the saddle, more than likely he's in outstanding form. And now it's trying to dissect his prowess better than Pervitra. Is Pervitra better than prowess? I think they've probably got similar um, profiles. I would suggest Pervitra probably has the um, tactical map advantage here, can probably be um, adaptable wherever she draws in the race. So for that reason, um, I'm going to lean the way of her, um, but obviously respecting uh, Prairie House. And I think outside of that, it probably drags away a lot in the market. And we often see this with 2,000-meter um, races um, with the three old fillies. But my play would be Pavitra Louis. Yep. When I started looking at this race, the key lead in historically has been the far-lap stake. So the first one I went to was Zoo Gotcha. And the more you watch that win and... Yes, it had the setback and probably wasn't quite up there, but I just am not sure this year if that's the way I want to be looking at this race. I mean, so many runners have come through the fail up. Fangirl last year, we had Hungry Heart back in 2021. Then you had Very Elegant in 2019, on and on and on and on, even Hiam back in 2018. What I did love, though, is when I looked at Pavitra and went, okay, that's a big win. This horse is flying. Gee, I don't know, that is that Kembla form, the Kembla Classic? Well, you go back to 2020 and shout the bar ran second in a Group 3 Kembla Classic and then won this race. So I went, okay, tick, you can come through that and win this. The time was unreal. As you've all touched on, the way it won, the to the eye, in the sectionals, whatever, however you want to frame it, it was a big, big dominant win. It put a lot of these to the sword if they're going to line up again. Um, and I'd be surprised if they were able to turn the tables. Note your comments on prowess. Obviously, it's the unknown. Have to respect that it's hard and firm in the market. Offer a big win under trying circumstances there in New Zealand. But I'm happy to look away from the fail up and Zugotcha. It'll improve off that, to be fair. But, yeah, I, I am all in uh, here on Pavitra. I think it's flying, a good horse, a big win, runs time, can win. And just... You know, it was my biggest bet of the spring and couldn't get the job done. So that's just adds salt into the wound, doesn't it? 
Um, boys, <laughs> best all in play uh, of the week. I'm, I'm, I think Louis and I might be in the same boat here. Pavitra's mine by so far, three dollars fifty. The best all in play is Pavitra for me, Louis. Yep, I, I was going to look towards the William Reed until now the unknown with Benedetta and passive aggressive maybe lining up. So I'm taking the safer option, but am still equally as keen here, Pavitra as the best all in. You know. Yeah, a race that we didn't touch on, and it's a bit of out of my realm, but Roy Higgins over 2,600 metres, a horse I mentioned at the top of the show to follow, is, is Goldman um, out of the midweeks. It's been sent down to there. A good friend of ours, DC on Twitter, has suggested it's going there. So that is my best all-in play of the week. What, what Goldman that, in the... That, that horse was dominant down in Kembla, or was it not? Yep, Kembla first up, midweeks, it smashed them both. They'll underrate the hashtag SS form down in Melbourne and we'll get a price in the Roy Higgins. I don't think there's a market out as yet, but um, there definitely will be one. um, I just bagged you, Hosier. Now I just just can't wait for the market to open because I I love it. I love the play. I think it's one of your better plays, probably the best thing you've ever brought to the all-in table. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Dino. You're a star. All right, Louis, uh, give us a midweek best bet somewhere. Left, right, centre, where are we going? Uh, Moe or Taraugan? Where are we off to? Yeah, hey, close. Uh, I just quickly want to mention that in on Saturday night in the Alcoz Sprint in Dubai, uh, the astrologist is going around. It's a $10 chance. I don't, I don't know if it'll win. Mm. I love when Aussie horses go over, especially to the Middle East to contest races. We go over to the UK and that's all good and well and exciting, but I don't know. Something about them going to the Middle East gets me tally. So I want to see how it goes, the astrologist. Best of luck to the team. Um, to Mornington on Tuesday, I'm heading, not Wednesday, Tuesday, uh, a horse by the name of Butch Cassidy for the Waterhouse and Bot team. Geordie Childs is taking the rides, drawn barrier three, ran second uh, in the listed festival stakes on debut at Flemington, got back, probably a certainty beat, flew through the line, really good last 200, overall sectionals good, um, and now finds itself in a Mornington two-year-old maiden on a Tuesday. It's short. You're not getting much meat on the bone. It's about $1.80, but fair dinkum. If it's not better than these now with the race experience under its belt as well, I'll give the game away. So Butch Cassidy for me, race one, Mornington number three. I love it, Louis. It'll be winning. Dino? Yeah, that horse was phenomenal, Louis. Um, outstanding. Like that bet a lot. I'm going to go race two, the Kenzo, favourite track in Sydney. Race two, number 10, the King, um, named after our great mate. Um, I was going to – I don't know who to choose you. Lewis Willoughby, I'll call <laughs> Very good. It's a Prince of Bondi, mate. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's true. The King of Bondi. Um, love the Snowden's prep. Uh, 900 metres to a 1,050 metre trial. Brett Preble, who's riding phenomenally well in Sydney at the moment. Barrier 12. Don't worry about that. It's a slingshot track at the Kenzo. And with a little bit of rain out around, probably even more so. So race two, number 10. The King for me, for the midweek scanner, please. I'm going to tip you one into punters. It'll probably start at $1.25. We're going to go Kensington race one, number one, Captain Amelia. J-Mac, John O'Shea was very good on debut. I think by done deal, goes up at 100 metres. I think we'll probably see the best version of this girl uh, later as it goes on further. I think um, you'll get a price, Gano. Uh, there's a couple of nice – yeah, Ballroom Bella, um, nice horse. And Dipsy Doodle has a really – it's a really good pedigree. I can't remember what it's half to. I think it's close to Animo or something like that and it's trolled up well. So you might get a, a nice price there. And it ran fourth to Barber as well. So you might get it. You might get a price. If you can get anything over around $2.50, that'd be a nice little way to start your day on the Kenzo. Right, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Punders, please subscribe. Give us, um, you know, give us some tips. Now, before we do close off, actually, Dino, any winners from the uh, the trifecta? Did anyone go field, field, field? 
No, no, none of us were smart enough. I wish we did. But no, no one got it, but a massive shout out. And if Derek Thompson can get in contact, he had, if I can fix my camera, give me two secs. He had four, seven, and eight. So we had Shinzo, Kings Gambit, and Don Corleone. So he's gone oh, mighty wow. close. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah, get contact right in the comments below of this show, Derek, and phenomenal betting. I think there was another comment that just said Shinzo is the better of the year or something like that. So props oh. to you if you found it. Outstanding oh, hang on, betting. Hang on, protest. <laughs> that person deserves a jersey, Dino. Get that person a jersey, son. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah, this is giving away. You're going bankrupt if he's giving him away. Uh, like. mate, if, someone's, if, someone's, if someone's declared Shinzo is the better of the century, get in contact with Dean and he might even sign that for you. And um, away we go. Phenomenal stuff. Right, get in there, punters. Let us know your best uh, all in play of the weekend. And we very much appreciate your participation. It means the world to us. Louis, thank you so much. Dino, thank you. Thank you, fellas. Yeah.